All right, here we go. It is podcasting time. PowerWorks with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Garage. A huge welcome to those listening to us on 100.3 FM in Dubai. Great to have you along. And look, you're listening to the podcast. You want to hear more. You want to see more. Go over to YouTube to the James Casts with an S. And you can see us. Podaholics with a K. Podaholics with a K on Spotify and all of your favorite streaming services. You can hear us. See us. Watch us. Hey, Spotify's got video as well, too. So we're, we're ahead of the curve. Great to have you here. We're going to be talking about cars for, for the next bit, and we've got lots to talk about. Joey Woo Woo will not feature in this episode, but Joey Woo Woo is driving a CX-9 and uh, loving and hating it. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, to, just to give the not featured Joey Woo Woo segment, uh, what he loves about the CX-9, it's a big grandpa car. What he hates about the CX-9, app to get into it. App auto uh, remote start. It's a rental. He doesn't have access to the app, so he's uh, not too happy about that. And he's, he said, you know, it's an old rental. Go figure. 75,000 kilometers on it, all sorts of warning lights. He's a mechanic. He's going, they're not flashing. They're not red. We're okay. Car starts and runs. That's Are it. We still, is it still negotiation over his fee? Is that why he can't Probably, feature? yeah. We're, we're, we're going to get that in. So, we, But he's got a review, and I keep sending you the pieces. You, you And the, if... I never put the Joey Woo Woo videos into our content. I should, because we've had an ongoing debate about his uh, gimbal-enabled video recording. And, (laughs) yeah. (coughs) Terrible. Got a little bit of a cough there. Sorry about that. Um. I, I don't know how he's got this gimbal. I think he wears a helmet. Anyway, uh, we, we, will, we, we, <laughs> we will catch up with Joey Woo Woo in another show. But right off the bat, you sent me a wonderful video of a BMW sitting outside your shop, outside the garage, that somebody in their wisdom said, hey, you know what? It's raining, and it rains all over the world, so this is an issue that affects all of us. Whether you're in Mumbai, whether you're in Timbuktu, whether you're in London, Sheffield, Toronto, Ottawa, Crooked Creek, this affects everybody. Water and engines and air intakes do not like each other. Oh, no, they like each other. (laughs) But they they don't necessarily... um, Combined to the great to have you here, by the way, Glenn. <laughs> most amazing effect. Oh man, yeah. I mean, uh, the silver linings. It's one less BMW on the road, isn't it? So silver linings. <laughs> so, so this is this is the irony, right? And and I'm guilty of this myself. Now, fortunately, my vehicle's a little bit higher, but that does not spare it from this possibly happening. You got to puddle on the road, and what does everyone want to do? They want to drive as fast as they can through the middle of the puddle so you get that wonderful arcing wave of water. Everyone wants to do that. Hopefully there's like, you know, Karen and someone at the side of the road that you can splash at the same time just to make it worth it. Everybody wants to do it. But the problem is normally that doesn't really happen because what does happen is the water comes up over the windscreen. You can't see. You crash into a lamppost and that's embarrassing also painful and expensive but this wasn't a puddle i was told in my initial phone call of panic from from the customer 
on Saturday afternoon. Oh, I've just driven through a puddle and the car seems to have stopped. Now it won't start again. I'm like, well, please stop trying to start it. Because that's hydraulic and it's got water in the cylinders and that's not good. And lo and behold, once the water had eventually drained away. Now, to be fair, obviously, you mentioned London. I guess you can say this. It's famous for its sewers. I mean, there's no irony well, involved. The, the drainage system there is very, very good. And we this, don't have that here. This is the reality of many parts of the world. You, you yeah. know, you seldomly get big, as they call them here. They don't call them puddles. Yeah. They call them ponds. For a reason. And so here we, we have an extraordinary number of them when it rains because it rains so seldomly. And, and they're gradually getting better at it and fixing things. In fairness, the guys that with the orange septic water trucks with the pumps that pump out water tanks they come out and there's armies of them around here in Alcoos that pump the water away and within 24 36 hours it's, it's all been pumped away because it doesn't drain away right. i mean there's still areas where it wasn't yeah. bad enough to get the tanker in that are still yeah, yeah. Wet through yeah because it isn't warm enough either to evaporate now right right what do we get 26 27 degrees in the daytime at yeah. the minute it's not hot enough to yeah. evaporate the water anywhere so so if you go through a puddle yeah and the water gets into your air intake yeah. of your vehicle. What Game over immediately. What, what happens? Tell, walk us through what's going on with your car and why you need to be, as you said, get over to the side, turn the thing off, call so, a So we've, we've talked in the past about AC and how an AC compressor is the exact same thing as an engine, except yeah. it's not using something inside of the compressor to rotate it. It's being rotated to compress. An engine compresses. It's basically just a massive thermal heat exchanger it does so many different things but ultimately it's a piston inside of a hollow cylinder yeah. which is going up and down that cylinder and there's nowhere for it to escape at the so top so you've got the gas that's in there it's just squishing the gas compressing it yeah so igniting it as the piston goes up it's compressing that mix of fuel and air and in a petrol engine there's a spark in in a diesel engine it's just high high compression uh-huh. but on its way back down it's then using that energy created by the explosion effect. It's not really an explosion, but created by the explosion to force the piston down, which turns a crankshaft, which turns the engine. We can get into the four-stroke cycle as much as you want, but ultimately there's one of those times where the piston goes back up, where when it comes back down, the intake valves are open and it's pulling the air and the fuel mix in. All right, so a little vacuum. A little vacuum. Basically a vacuum. There's a pressure differential. So it's basically pulling the air in, just like your diaphragm does when you breathe. So you're sucking the air in. Now, that air's coming past the intake valves. The intake valves are an opening to the intake manifold. The intake manifold, you can just follow this all the way back till you get to the air filter at the front of the car. Now, these things suck gallons and gallons and gallons, US or UK gallons, it doesn't really matter. It's gallons. Of air yeah. a second. Like, this isn't, it's not... It's not just a little... Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. and you've moving. got multiple cylinders. Yeah, so. so you're moving. So the engine's rotating. Even idle, it's rotating. What seven, eight hundred RPM at least. Mine's all, mine's always somewhere near a thousand. But anyway, yeah. yeah well, that's probably <laughs> other issues there. <laughs> but it's got six cylinders. This particular engine rotating. The engine's rotating at seven or eight hundred RPM at idle. Now, the customer's driving into this puddle, so probably in second gear wanting a bit of momentum maybe even third gear and a bit of speed yeah this has sucked in gallons of water obviously water is more difficult to suck in than air 
So you're not going to get the same volume. Yeah. Complicating factor on this one is that there's a turbo. Oh, no. So turbos are also compressing. They're compressing air. You cannot compress a liquid. So when the water goes into the intake, goes through the air filter housing, which then gets wet. And surprisingly, cars are designed so that they can suck in as much air as efficiently as possible. Right. That's weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when <laughs> the water the gets thing. on it. You remember the, the air the air filter housing, this is that thing underneath your bonnet or in the engine bay that when you go and get your car washed and clean, they open it up, they take it out, they, they tap out all the sand, they blow it out, and then they put it back in. Yeah. So if you're wondering, that's the thing. That's where the air goes in. Yeah. And also, fantastic is these filters are made of paper, so yeah. they provide zero protection <laughs> from any kind of liquid. Um, and then the water just got sucked in right through the intake and into the engine, and it will take from the water getting to the air filter to actually then get into the engine will take less than a second. Okay. Less than a second. Yeah. See, it's, we, we've, we've... And you have to hit a lot of water. When you, you know, go and look at inside your car, open up the bonnet, take a look in where, where that thing is located... For water to get there, either you've got the thing open and you're you're power washing it, and you manage to just spray it in, and, and there you go. Which I don't know if that does that ever happen. No, they are sealed. Okay. So, so what has to if the engine's off, it's not going to suck any water in, and these these air filter they are sealed. Right. So you could get water in under the filter, but then there's not going to be enough there that okay. the filter can't deal with. But it's when the car's running and it's sucking. When it's running, and it's sucking through. Yeah. So to get enough water at that point of your engine. That's you're going through a lot of water. Yeah. Now some vehicles are designed horrifically. So there's the, <laughs> I mean, we, we could have a whole podcast on the negative aspect, negative impact on the planet of the Toyota Hiace. But the fact of the matter is, those are popular too. Nissan Irvans, these sort of things. A lot of them, the Irvans in particular, they have the the air filters quite low down, just because of where the engine's situated and where they are. Yeah. So you could probably go through a decent sized puddle in one of those and have a problem. But, and there's so many of them. Yeah. They're yeah. utility vehicles. Yeah. But okay. I think most people that have driven one for any length of time have, Don't go have, fast. have realized, oh, I remember last year when it rained, I blew the engine up in this. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I was, a point aside, I do remember talking about your, your folks at the Fresh Fruit, Fresh Fruit Company. Yeah. By the way, that is also my, my fruit vendor of choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm there weekly. They, He's the boy. I've, I've never met the owner who uh, you deal with, but all the staff know me because I do lots of dances inside the Fresh Fruit Company. Yeah. So the reason I bring up the Fresh Fruit Company is when we had the big rain, a lot of Hayaks and, and other vehicles, it's quite flooded actually, the fresh, and, and not at the Fresh Fruit Company, but where the fruit and veg market is. And there were a lot of those vans on the side of the road simply because of that. Or the ones going up with the water halfway up the doors, and I'm watching going, dude you're asking for something so yeah i mean i get a phone call on saturday which is ideal because obviously yes it's not like i had a day off or anything and i get this phone call i've just driven through a puddle mate and the car's gone off all right and and obviously trying to be because i'm obviously known as a really happy person <laughs> i'm trying to be on, like on a saturday yeah when, when, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic oh you know it's a bmw very sensitive electrically maybe it's just something shorted out yeah. Maybe that's all it is. And the, the kids are in the backseat. No, it's straight away. The that, kids no. in the backseat are gone. They're yeah. shaking their heads. And going, I'm, and I'm, You're say, doomed. I'm You're saying, doomed. please, please don't. Please don't keep trying to start it. Yeah. 
Please don't keep trying but to stop. But that's what it. we do, right? Go through the puddle because, oh, I'm going to try to start. Oh, maybe it's just water on the battery connections. Yeah, yeah. And you keep, we keep trying. Part. We keep trying. You're doing more damage. Yeah. And the worst part about it is the only reason he went through this puddle was because he had a dog grooming appointment. Oh, no. I mean, I don't know why he couldn't use the barbers, but like he's <sighs> gone through it for his dog grooming. Dog grooming. Do yourself. Don't, don't you get the dog groomed? I mean, we always groomed our dogs ourselves, but they come to your house. No, but, or maybe go tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's rainy. It's still it's like, yeah, really bad out there. Wait another week. Yeah. Um, so that was the worst part about it. And then, it, so so the phone call was this. I, I got no other information. Then the next thing I get was a video. Oh, no. The video is, and I'm going to just fact check myself here because yeah. well, I don't think I shared this video with you. No, you only shared, you only shared the, the car being repaired sitting outside the garage and DJ, your colleague, running for cover. That, that's what you shared with me uh, and, and really, it was frightening what when i was watching that i was going i wouldn't be standing anywhere near that car so the next video i've turned the sound down because i think there's some there's, yeah so the next video yeah that's a pajero coming towards the vehicle oh no is it not looks like a grand vitara what a car even better so it's coming towards him yeah the water's up he's over, at the side of the road and he's in a puddle yeah this is coming towards him it's up over the front bumper <laughs> of the and he's in a puddle. <laughs> That's not in a, a BMW 5 Series. Oh, no, no, no. Like and then that. he just shows me down to his dashboard where his hazard lights are flashing. Yeah. No, no. That That's... You see that, you start going in and it's getting too high. It's like, yeah, hold on, I'm pulling right over to the side. I'm getting out of this thing. So what we what we do in these situations is we take the spark plugs out of the engine and that allows the engine cylinders to not hold compression okay. because there's a massive gaping hole there where the spark yeah. plugs would have been. And then we turn the engine over to fire the water out of the cylinders, and then we'll... Mm-hmm. But because this has a turbo on it... It's not a problem. Yeah, the water's got to get through the turbo. Now, these turbos are designed in a way where they try to avoid lag, so they're very, very fine veins on oh, the propellers. Oh, no. oh, no. And, they, and I'm sure they don't like water. They can't compress water. <laughs> so something's gone horribly wrong there, for sure. Probably before the engine, even. Yeah. But even if not, whatever. So... We've realized quickly that mm, we're going to have to drain the intake, which is going to mean we're going to have to pull the uh, hose off of the turbo because otherwise it's just going to keep sucking in. Now, if it's got a turbo, it's got an intercooler. An intercooler oh, okay. probably holds three, four liters of water, maybe even more than that. Uh-huh. So all of this water's in there. And, the, the, and some of the hoses are, you couldn't get your arm in them, but they're big. Yeah. And, you know, you, I, I, I would, Hazard a guess that full from air filter to intake, you probably maybe twenty liters you could have had in there. Yeah, okay. So you've got a massive problem because you can't just get all the water out. So we'd have to then. So we disconnect the turbo, and the water just <laughs> floods out. You know, and it's like, oh man. So I, I sent you the the video of the yeah. intake hose to the brim from the bottom of the air filter. And obviously the only thing stopping that was the fact that it couldn't go anywhere because everywhere was full. And he just gradually went through a little bit of a puddle. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, silver linings, one less BMW on the road. Yeah. Everyone's happy. So I, I, I'm going to pause you just for a second and just remind everyone you're listening to Glenn Power from PowerWorks Garage. My name's James Pikeway. This is the PowerWorks Podcast. The, so 
he brings it in, you get it in, you, you start draining it. What, what's, what kind of costs are we looking at to do these repairs? Like, is this an easy fix for the BMW? You keep saying one less BMW on the road, which gets me thinking fast forward. This is written off. It's written off. Written off. The engine Car's for that. Gone. The engine for that second hand, it's quite a relatively new. It's 2017, I think. And it's quite a rare. It's a 540 with a six-cylinder engine in it, turbocharged. Good, powerful, smooth engine. Really nice. Um, look, I'm only being yeah, yeah, yeah. silly saying one less BMW. I don't like BMWs, but it is what it is. It's all yeah, a matter of taste. a lot of BMW lovers. The, the fact of the matter is, it's an expensive car for a reason. Yeah. Because it's a very, very well-made car. Yeah. And they all drive nice. They do. It's not in puddles. <laughs> the problem is, they're not boats. Yeah. And this engine, <laughs> this engine is a relatively new engine. Oh, no. You're not going to find a second-hand one. Can you rebuild it? Oh, economically, I don't think so. So the value of the car is probably between one thirty, one forty thousand dirhams as a trade-in, and maybe one seventy to the right buyer okay. privately. Yeah, something All like right. that. Okay, that's a, that's a lot. You're going to spend more than a hundred on a new engine from BMW. You've got to be joking me. Easily. Holy moly! Yeah. And then you've got the labour, then you've got everything yeah, yeah. else. Then you've got the fact that the water's at the foot. The inside, lest we forget, the inside of the car's saturated. Oh, yeah. So you, to <laughs> fix this car at an insurance company, right? and I hope they try because, you know, whatever. But to fix this car as an insurance company is so short-sighted. There's mm. water everywhere. The right. carpets have been sat wet yeah. all that time. All yeah. of the electronic connectors that are under the carpet, in the in the A-pillars, in the, you know. Yeah. All of these things. And then we're talking only an engine, but it needs a full intake system, an intake manifold included in that with an air filter housing, the air filter, a turbo, an intercooler. So we need everything. Yikes. So the, the, you know, the, the, the message is really clear. Oh, sorry. And then Go. don't forget your fans running on the front because oh. you're driving with the AC on. <laughs> yeah, and it's driving. So the fan oh. can't turn through the water. So the fan's probably blown itself to pieces. So for me, so a simple thing, just a puddle. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go through it. I've done this a million times. It's going to be easy. This one's a little bit deeper. You think, ah, what, what could really go wrong? What started off as a, ah, what could really go wrong turns into now you don't own this car any longer and it's a lovely car. Yeah. Now think if you're using a work vehicle, if you're doing a delivery vehicle, if you're, you destroy a company's vehicle because of a puddle. They're, they're not going to be happy with you. No. You see, the, the the problem is with it. If, if, let, let's say buy some, and I, insurance companies here will use secondhand parts. So just just yeah. anyone making an insurance claim, in, and I'm sorry that this is obviously device or UAE specific. We, I I talk from experience. We have insurance companies that repair our vehicles that are insured that get accident yeah. damage on the road. We've got a fan outside with the back end stoved in. I never heard that term before. They stoved will in. they will go. Is that a specific British term? Uh, yes, in? probably. Okay, I've never, probably, I've never yeah. heard that's that's a new one. This is good between you and Colin. Oh, and and Simon Smedley, Catboy. Oh, I, yeah. I get my education on the UK. Catboy would understand stoved in. I yeah. think. And Jenna, we could just never understand. So well, it's, it's like, difficult. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> scouts, right? Difficult. Yeah, I mean, she's got the equivalent doctor's handwriting. She's got the doctor's <laughs> accent. Yeah, 
just the Scouse accent, proper doctor's accent. Anyway, so we 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 have to use insurance companies, and I know from a fact because we like to do what we call a cash settlement, where we'll say, "Just tell us how much you take it's going to cost you. Yeah. Give us the money, and we will fix it." Okay, good. Um, plug for Colin and Dan there. We will fix it, and then forget it. Right. So that's what we tend to do. Now, I know from a fact because of knowing how much things cost that. And they'll tell us that they use second-hand parts. Okay, yeah. it's fine. It's no problem. You know, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Even if they find a second-hand engine, even if, there's no guarantee it's going to be right. We've got a Range Rover out there. The customer wants an engine change on. Yeah. That's the third engine we've had for it. Get out of here. First one knocked. The second one wouldn't turn when it arrived. And this is the third one. It's in now, but the water pump's leaking on it, which <sighs> we always change anyway, but we yeah. wanted to do the initial run. So The third engine? Yeah. So... These things are stored in the rain. They're stored outside. They're <laughs> not. They're not catalogued yeah. anywhere. They're just yeah, in, yeah. A, in a pile. Yeah. So you said. Side side note. You sometimes see them on pickup trucks being delivered yeah, yeah. places, and I'm driving by. I'm going. That's the rattiest looking engine I've yeah, ever yeah. seen, and it's blowing sand. Yeah. And and yeah. And okay. if some of them come from America or Japan or whatever. They've been sat in a container for two oh, two months. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, the, the, you know, it's a it's a game of roulette, really. Yeah. Russian yeah. roulette with it. But even if they find a second-hand engine, let's say it's going to be 30, 35K for a second-hand engine with no guarantee it's going to be right. So in the case, let's just back up for a second. In the case of this, this Range Rover out here, you're on the third second-hand engine. Do, do you just take the other ones back and say, oh, this one doesn't work, get a refund, or you know, swap it out for the next one? Or, or does... Yeah, the supplier just takes it back takes and it back. gives it another one. Yeah. I'll give it to the next sucker down the road. Well, that, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. You don't know. Um, but yeah, the... the this to me is a full. The point is, it's a fool's errand to repair this car. Yeah, not because you know I'm not trying to. I'm going to say being a bit facetious. Not because I don't want to repair a BMW, but you can fix the engine yeah. and put the turbo and all the intake system and everything back together and start it and run it. But it smells inside. Yeah, it's wet everywhere. You can clean that. You can dry it out. But then what do you do? Where do you draw the line? There's all of the water that's yeah. got onto all of the wiring. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't know what that's done to anything. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah it's just, a, it's, to, to me, it's written off. I, right. I, I can't see any way out of it. Well, even even if you do fix it all, even if you do repair it and you get everything, it's never going to be the no, same. No, no, well, I had this conversation with the customer and we said... Was he in tears? No, he was fine. Okay. He was obviously embarrassed. Well, that's cool. Right? Imagine how mad and disappointed he is in, in himself. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. He's not stopped thinking about it. Every time yeah. he's gone to bed at night and closed his eyes, he's can't been thinking. I can't yeah. believe I did this. Yeah. Well, I was so stupid. And, that, and this is for everyone listening, everyone across the Emirates, across the world, because we have yeah. listeners from everywhere. Don't be foolish. Be a realist when you're driving your car. If something looks like, oh, I, I think it'll be okay. I think we can do it. It's, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And especially if it's puddles and it's water, think twice, three times. Yeah. Don't be silly because it could cost you your vehicle. And yeah. It, no one wants to go and buy another vehicle. I mean, what a mistake. Yeah. You know, and, and what it cost. It's the kind of mistake a bit like, you know, eating broken glass to see if it tastes nice. You don't really want to make that, yeah. do you? Yeah. It's yeah. not really, I mean, but it comes down to the fact that people don't necessarily think and they'll see other cars go through and survive it. Exactly. And, and you see some of these. So there's, there's the second problem for everyone when we're driving through puddles and we're driving on wet stuff is everyone, you, you always get the, the group of folks saying, my vehicle's all-wheel drive. I got four-wheel drive. I can do the puddles. Mm. 
you can and and you you might be great for most and most of the time but not only do you have to worry about air intake and water issues you also have to worry about hydroplaning and this is yeah. a wonderful word yeah. hydroplaning when it doesn't matter how much wheel drive you have there is no friction between the surface of the pavement and your tire because yeah. there's a thin film of water and no four-wheel drive saves you when you hydroplane no and that's also happens. I see this all the time when people go through these puddles. They're just hydroplaning. Yeah. And, oh, don't forget, when you go through the giant puddle, because you want to make that wonderful surfer's arc, no one ever has their windshield wipers going fast enough. No, so no. for a moment, you're blinded. And who knows if the guy in front of you has gone through and stalled. You also can't see what's in the road. No. You also can't see the edge of the road. Oh, no. It's terrifying. And it's very difficult sometimes to judge where the curb is, yeah. where the manhole covers are. Where the potholes are, yeah. if there's anything that's been washed out into the road with the rain, which <sighs> invariably there has been, yep. and then don't forget what is it that we see on the road after the rain and the water's drained away? Thick, thick, just sandbanks everywhere yeah. where it's washed the sand off the side of the road. Yeah, you will get stuck in that, and you will slip and skid on it. Yeah, and it's um, it's just not worth the risk. No, um, I, as much I, as much as much fun as it is, don't get me wrong, it's fun. Every, everyone loves doing it. It is. It is fun. <laughs> it is. It's really fun when, you know, as long as it's in a safe. You're right. You cut her off and yeah. you get stuck. And then don't forget. Then at the point, don't the, the worst part of all of this. Even if you say it's only material possession, no problem. Yeah. You've got to deal with yourself looking in the mirror every day. And yeah. Then you've got to get out the car. Yeah. In the water. Uh huh. And do the walk of shame yeah. with that. He said there was a load of load of guys at the side of the road like the pick up higher guys they just got out the cars and were like taking pictures and videos of, of him. course like, yeah i mean <laughs> the humanity yeah oh man so there we go that's a big lesson and look it's going to rain again we're unfortunate well fortunately fortunately for, yeah. fortunately for places where many people live there's really they have that's tried and true drainage so drainage is getting a lot better here but there are still places where, where it puddles up or ponds up so just yeah. beware think twice next time uh, fun little fun little fun a uh, little fun fact about that rain the first rain we had had the old uh, jeep parked out uh not i had a cover on it but i didn't have it parked under a thing <sighs> the old cover oh i know so i take the cover off it's like this thing's full of water <laughs> my car's full of water like i literally you know and it's so if you buy the covers those covers are not expensive the waterproof ones replace them yearly uh, i was going for the two-year model and uh and I kind of noticed when I take it off, that, you know, it's getting a little see-through in some parts. Well, yeah, my, filled my car up with water. Fortunately, there's drains in the wheel wells yeah. because I needed to use them. Yeah. Uh, and Nice. Yeah. So it was, oh, this is great. It's just the, the problem is when, when you get water inside, you, you know, we used to have it on a couple of the VW models at home and you get a car like the, the Passat 3B, as we call it, was a model designation. We'd get that in customer would be saying stuff like my alarm keeps going off all yeah. the time or that's it or whatever and any of those little connectors yeah yeah and you'd open the door and you'd smell it and it's like you've got water in it definitely yeah. and we knew where it was coming there's a couple of places it always came from yeah and you know straight away and it's the smell that gave it away yeah. you know it's it's just um it it's it's very hard to get rid of it yeah. very hard especially as as the older the the older the interior and the older the carpet is and the more thin and threadbare it is yeah the harder it is to get rid of the smell because there's not actually much left of it. It's literally into the fibers of the yeah. the structure of it. So the only, the only good thing is it. it's the yellow Jeep. And that's one that I don't drive with any windows in 365. So, you know, it's dried out. You don't yeah. really notice any anything. Yeah. But 
There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's it's um, we we'll maybe maybe make a. I think some of those. But if we take the sound off of some of those videos, we could probably put those up with the yeah. with the with the description of it. But I mean, it's quite hard to. I appreciate it's quite hard to imagine if you have no point of reference on it. But yeah. it genuinely yeah. isn't. It's it's a second from the water getting to the air filter to getting into the engine. And everyone's seen those cars. They're pulled over at the side of these puddles and they're not starting. That's that's water damage. They're they're done. It, we see it all the time. So there's yeah. yeah, a handfuls of people who are experiencing this. Or you know someone who's knows someone. Yeah. One of the other things to say as well, if you do have to go through water, don't accelerate to the water wanting the momentum and then let off. Yeah. And the reason for that is when you're in overrun, it's pour, it's pulling a pure vacuum. Ah, okay. That's the most vacuum you're ever going to get. If you're accelerating slightly, so you're keeping a constant, slow, steady speed, he would have got through that had he stopped at the start of the water and slowly crept through. Yeah. Go slow. But again, he didn't know that at the start because he didn't know how deep it was. Right. You know, there's no depth. Yeah. He wasn't walking around with his like depth gauge. So he didn't know how deep it was. But in hindsight, very expensive hindsight. He would have got through if he'd have stopped at the start and then slowly gone through. There we go. But um, he's hit it, trying to get through the momentum, and it's just destroyed the engine completely. Okay, there we go. Well, I I want to talk just really, really quickly about a press release, and I I put it in the notes. I don't know if you're on the notes. From Goodyear, and they've got a a set of tires that they've they've rolled one set out that's seventy percent recycled materials, and they got another one. Well, not recycles the wrong word. Sustainable material yeah. is what they're using. They got another one. Ninety percent. They're testing it out. Ninety percent sustainable materials. And when I read that at first, I went, "What?" And and what became interesting was the the breakdown. So they talked about you know different ingredients, seventeen different ingredients for the ninety percent sustainable tire that they're de- they've got a demonstration tire for this right now. Seventeen ingredients across nineteen different tire components. And they went through just some of the different things that are in tires. And I know we've talked tires before and, and things, but I think we underestimate or we, we just don't understand how many things, how many different pieces, components, ingredients go into making a tire. We just think it's rubber and some steel and it goes through a whatever process, who knows, and they're round. And there we go. We need them on our cars. And we, I, I thought this technology was, was phenomenal. Yeah, story. I mean, the only issue, I've got one issue with the whole yep. thing is that um, all these percentages, they've spelt the word tire 25% wrong. <laughs> well, I, I think they're going North American spelling. No, I'm not happy with it. Yeah. You want the T-Y-R-E. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, the vulcanized rubber that's used in tires is, is not just, you know, you've got a rubber plant, we'll make a tire. Yeah, you're not in Sri Lanka, you see them all the time, you yeah. see all the plants, that's not it. Yeah, it's genuinely... It's engineered. Yeah. It's not. It's not something that was found upon by accident. You know, the, the, these oh. things are engineered. And then, then you've got the the nylon, sometimes Kevlar, and the steel to yeah. make the actual structure of the tire. Yeah, these things are very, very. Well, they're, they're talking carbon black is in one of these. So in their ninety percent sustainable material demonstration tire, four different types of carbon black are produced from methane, carbon dioxide, plant based oil, and end of life tire. Yeah. So they're basically saying they're recycling tires. Yeah. I, I went to it in October. There's a big recycling tire recycling plant in Russell Kamer, and a friend of mine's involved with it now. 
and what a place. <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 one of the, it's look, listen, recycling tires is a really dirty job. Oh, I, <laughs> one of the things that they do some places is, and, and, um, is they freeze them with liquid nitrogen. Oh, that's good. So they freeze them and then they crush them, okay. crumble them up, and then they use them in road surface. And it, the okay. road yeah, surface yeah. asphalt lasts two or three times longer than it does without them in. So that's one of the uses for recycled tyres. But recycling tyres to make more tyres is relatively not... It's mm. not considering how... You know, we've always had... I can remember being... From as long as I can remember, we've had bottle banks where you take right. glass bottles, brown, white, green. Yeah. So you, what do you make out of them? Make new bottles. Yeah. You know, so like... Um, you have your bottle of milk delivered from the milkman, you'd leave it on the step the next day with your token in for your next one and they'd take it away. So it seems normal and so intuitive that if you got an old tyre, you'd make a new tyre with it. It doesn't happen. It hasn't no. happened. Not no. nearly enough as it should. And it's partly because of the way the rubber's made. It's not necessarily, you know, we all know about plastics. Some plastics, when you heat them up, they soften. Some plastics, when you heat them up, they burn. Thermo softening plastics are much easier to repurpose. But as is recycling one thing that people also don't realize is how expensive recycling is. Well, the, you know, this is this is the other side of thing. We're we're actually pretty how fortunate here. in recycling yeah. this as well. We're, we're really fortunate here that there is so much recycling. Yeah. Places like New York City, they're, oh. they're they almost do zero recycling because it's too expensive. So it's uh, yeah. I mean, where they going to put this? Where they going to put the plant in Manhattan? Well, and, and who wants the stuff after? Because recycling glass, recycling paper, recycling plastic is expensive. And what are you going to do with those pellets after? Do we have an end user for them? If not, well, what, what are we going to do with them? So suddenly, becomes issues. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things about tires, I I like the idea of them being used for road surface, yeah. but ultimately that will get to the point where it isn't that sustainable because you okay, you're saving, you you're increasing the longevity of the road surface, but still, it's not really that. You know, there's only so far you can go. You're still throwing them away. Yeah. So using the end-of-life products to put into new tires is so much more sensible. Yeah. And these sort of things are, you would think, supported and driven by vehicle manufacturers. You know, you've got Volvo making a vehicle out of 70% recycled materials. Yeah, which is cool. And, you know, whilst it's a bit of a gimmick and a bit of a look what we're doing because they're also still making diesel engines with a Chinese company. <laughs> In China. Oh no, it's made in China, it's not in made China. by us. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, these things are the way it is. Yeah. It, it, but, look, Goodyear have done something here, and, and whilst they'll probably, fi- you'll probably find that these tyres, if you were to say, look, I want a set for my car, they are too expensive. Well, too I mean, this is the other side, I, and this, this becomes that trade-off. Are you willing to spend the extra because you're getting this yeah, but then sustainable again, tire versus the non-sustainable tire. And, and look, at the end of the day, I'm going to be driving up with a set of pearlies on my car. I love yeah, what they're doing, yeah. but the good years are too expensive for me. Yeah, but at the end of the day, in 1986, <laughs> yeah, well, you the, could only make a phone call with one of these, but no one could afford one. Yeah, now I can literally run my whole life off of it. Well, there's and I could, I could, if I had the money, I could buy a yeah. million dollar house off of it. Well, and this becomes the and anyone could afford one of these. Now. It was a secondary issue here as well. Is Goodyear and their factories don't just make Goodyear tires. They make all sorts of tires. So suddenly you've got other brands that will just be yeah. coming off. So it's just knowing what the, anyway, it's, yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's early days for this, but 
It's the start, though, isn't it? It is. It's the mobile phone. It started, yeah. and now, eventually, it will get to the point where not only is it cheap enough for everyone to do it, yeah. but it's required for everybody to do it. Yeah. And I think that that should be something that's aspired to, that, you know, tyres are recycled. I mean, some of the tyres that we change here get taken and they get exported to African countries right. in particular because they're not usable here because they're... They don't tend to wear out, but they do tend to be too old. They'll get yeah. to the five-year age different age, age limit. But they have plenty of tread on, so they get taken to African nations where the regulations either don't exist or aren't as strict, yeah. and people will pay for them. Um, but otherwise, they get destroyed yeah. for, as I said, maybe some road surfacing, maybe for children's play areas. Um, but what you have to remember is we're still making tires. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> there's a lot, you see the trucks full of them and you go by the shops. There's a lot of tires being manufactured. Yeah. So we and need they, to, we need to be a bit more sustainable on the tires yeah. side of it. I mean, there's only so many, there's only so many racetracks that need crash barriers and yep. roads that need making. So it's, it, it, it's got to be a lot more sustainable. And with the whole low emission vehicle thing, w- what is the point? Especially yeah. when we get to hydrogen, which is genuinely clean tech. Yep. And there's nobody, you know, dying mining cobalt with no safety gear on for the battery for it. But then it's going to have a hugely polluted. That's when, at the moment, with an internal combustion engine, everybody can appreciate the smoke coming out the back. Yeah. Is polluting the atmosphere. So the tyres kind of get an easy ride. But when you've got a hydrogen car that's literally just putting water out the back and you know when that car's done, it's getting fully recycled to the next one. Yeah. Then, the then tires, they'll start to notice the tires. Tires, brakes, all those things that are just throwing yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. brakes originally got dealt with because of the the um, asbestos. Exactly. So that was something that got brought up because of people working on them getting ill. Um, but again, tires have had an easy ride. Yeah. It's a horrible, horrible industry in terms of the... The pollution it makes, but they are so cr- you cannot have a car without yeah, tires exactly. unless we're going to put rails on the road. But what fun's that? Yeah. So I, I think it's I think it's interesting that the tire companies and, and look, this is good. Your Continental's doing some great stuff. Yeah, Pirelli, Yokohamas, they're all doing great stuff. Yeah, BF Goodrich. These guys are probably just first to market with the yeah. press release. Yeah, exactly. Like I say they're all probably at it. I mean, it's like it's no it's no coincidence that we've been battering on about hydrogen technology and. Now all of a sudden, Porsche, Audi, Mercedes, yeah. let a lot. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, Hyundai. They've all made them, have they? They've, yeah. They've, they can't make them in 10 minutes. These have been working on them for 15, 20 years. Absolutely. Speaking of Porsche, some uh, sneak shots out that they're looking at possibly putting a rotary engine in some of these Porsches. And I thought, it'll be good because we get to say Wankel. That's, I, I don't, I I don't, don't want know if a rotary in a Porsche. <laughs> I like the word wankle. It's like, can well, I get my wankle on? Everyone, everyone likes wankle, but <laughs> the wankle engine, you know, that was, but I mean, that's a Mazda. When I think, when I think putting one in a Porsche, I think, but hold on, that's Mazda. Yeah. It's a Mazda. Yeah. That's and the RX-7. And it's going to flood and it's not going to start when you put your petrol in. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of issues. A whole bunch of issues. But they're very, very economical. Yeah. Very economical. And it's also something to be said for the sound they make and they yeah. rev to a ridiculous size and speed. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. They, they, they're just super revers. Yeah. CES, we, we, uh, has passed in, in Vegas, but mm. of course they're talking technology and cars. One of the things that caught my attention was the, uh, Mercedes Maybach S class. That's a beautiful looking vehicle. 
with the Dolby Atmos sound system in it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and and so we're, th- when we start talking about the Dolby Atmos sound, where and a word that we're now starting to hear more and more is immersive sound. And this is this is not just having lots of speakers. This is having directional sound built into things. And even if you're listening to, to, to music with immersive sound, it becomes spectacular. Like it is... Uh, a, you've got more speakers, but B, it's very much pinpointing where sound is coming from. And they put this into a Maybach, and the reviewer was saying, this was insane. It was, in, I mean, it's a Maybach, but it's still insane if this is the future of sound in vehicles. I mean, there's, I, I think it's the Escalade, but it might be one of the smaller Cadillacs, maybe one of the XTSs or something, that have the... 478 speaker yeah. sound systems where they've got them in the headrests and they've got them in oh, the, man. And, and when you so I've so my Tuareg I mean it's probably 300,000 kilometers right now we'll just keep fixing it but I put a screen in it with auto, Android Auto and uh-huh. Apple CarPlay on it and it had Bluetooth on there but I wanted to have maps on it which it did have but they weren't up to date yeah. so I put a new screen with all that on it we've and at the same time, we updated the upgraded the speakers in the door. Okay. And it makes such a massive difference to drive yeah. in the car. Yeah. Genuinely makes a huge difference. So, you know, you can't, it's very hard to say, it's very hard to understate how, to me anyway, having a decent sound system and good sound quality in a car makes a huge difference how the car feels. Because one of the things that you have to, to remember. It used to be the big thing. Everyone we used to buy, I remember back in the 80s, late 70s, you, you buy a car. You swap out the stereo. First yeah. thing you're doing is you're getting rid of the stereo. You're putting in new speakers. But because of the way sound deadening's improved now, oh. because of the way you can, you yeah. know, I could take the sound system out of a modern car, let's say this Maybach, and put it into a Nissan Sunny, but it ain't going to sound the same. No, because there's no sound deadening. no build quality really there. So you've got a... Well, the build quality isn't there, but the finish isn't the yeah. same. So the insulation, the way the doors close, the way they seal, yeah. the way the glass, how Maybach's got double glazed windows for a start, you know, these sort Can of things. Imagine? Yeah. So <laughs> these are the things. I mean, a lot of the Audis are double glazed. I think my S6 is double glazed, and that's like 16 years old. But you've got all these things that, have, that are critical to the, you've, you've got to have the, well, you're a sound guy, right? You, yeah. you you can't go into a recording studio with the greatest artist in the world if that studio's just a shed. Right. They're not going to sound right. Yep. Great mic, great voice, but it's not Bad a proper studio. The, yeah. the acoustics aren't right. I, I always put sound down now when we talk about sound in this Maybach and the, the Atmos, and, and I mean, it's going to show up in everything they're saying. You know, the Mercedes, all, it's going to go through the S-Class line. Yeah. We're going to be looking at Volvos are going to be doing this kind of stuff. It's It's everywhere. But, I, one of the things in my mind is we talk so much about distraction from phones and how yeah, people, yeah. but the stereo in a vehicle is the original distractor. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, you've got that thing cranked so loud. You're singing along, you're getting in and you're getting into an accident. Literally the first day I, I got, I finally managed to find someone that would insure me in my first car after I passed my test. It was like, I passed it on the Wednesday and I managed to get it insured on the Saturday. And, um, it was, well, actually, my, my grandparents had paid for my driving lessons okay. as a birthday present, and they agreed to pay for the insurance for the car. Yeah. Little did they know. <laughs> I, I, so my car was £300. It was a H-Reg, so a 91. 
Volkswagen Polo. Okay. And it had a, a, a one liter engine in it, four speed gearbox manual. It cost me 1,300 and something pounds for a year's insurance. Yikes. So couldn't find anyone to do it anyway. And because it was my grandparents, there was no, they didn't have cards. Yeah. What can you pay now? Well, I can come in and pay you with cash or a check. <laughs> no, it don't work like that. So my girlfriend at the time, when I was obviously still like, I was in sixth form, her parents had a credit card. Okay. So I drove to their house with the cash, gave them the cash, and they paid for it on their credit card. So anyway, then we went back to my grandparents' house, picked up the car, and it was the first day of driving it. I went to visit my nan, and I was coming back from there, and I tried to change the tape over on the tape deck because it got to the end of the tape, and I went straight up the curb doing it. So I didn't stop, but <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Smashed the wheel trim right off it. There you go. First day. Yeah. Because I'm changing the yeah. tape over. And like you say, they are, I mean, that's, that is the screen I've just put in the Twareg. It's no, it's, it's Android. So it's got YouTube on it. It's got yeah. Google on it. So you can put YouTube on. The kids can see through from the back seat. Sure. The screen's quite big. Not as big as a sort of Tesla one, but it's quite big. So they can sit and watch it. We yeah. can connect their headphones to it. And it doesn't bother me with the sound. But it's there. And you're looking at it. You can't help but see it. And then if you've got the sound. And maps things. as well. Maps. Google oh, Maps is oh, one the, I use. When they're there talking. Others, but Google Maps, it, yeah. I, t- I mute it. I have to because it's but, just distract. But you're always looking then at the map. But, oh, but right then it comes up saying there's a faster route available or yeah. heavier than usual traffic ahead. But you're, you're driving. Look. Yeah, but you're driving. And suddenly you're you're looking over at your map and it's like, mm. oh, I've just now rear-ended this guy. Yeah. Oh, it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's It's... <laughs> All you can do is laugh. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Smile away from the back of the recovery truck after you get peeled off the side of the tree. The the other one I knew you're going to love, especially because it's from your favorite automobile, the BMW color changing concept car. Why? <laughs> iVision D, a futuristic D. mid-size electric, electric sedan with a digital assistant, color changing technology. And an augmented reality windshield. Right. So forget the color on the outside. The augmented reality windshield. I'm I into thought, that. I, I like that. I said this. For what exactly what we've just been talking about, oh, yeah. satellite navigation. And and the whole idea that you've got your, your instrumentation array. And look you, look, you only need to know the speed. Get rid of everything. Right. If you have to drive from oh, here. Man. If you drive from here, go shake Zydro to Dara. And you'll know where I mean. And anyone that's not from or driven through Dubai, I apologize for this. But... When you get to the trade center, yep. and you can go either to the roundabout yep. or under the tunnel, uh-huh. then there's 63 <laughs> lanes oh. and 19 junctions. <laughs> and and the, so the crazy thing within is within what 100 meters. Oh, so just imagine this: you're you're coming onto this this six lane piece of road. So anyone who's not not here in Dubai and you're trying to vision this, you're coming onto a six lane road, but you're in the far right lane. But you've got only 100 meters, if that, to get to the left far left lane because you want to keep going straight but everyone to the left is trying to go right yeah everyone from the left trying to go right everyone a bunch of people from the right trying to go left and then you got a bunch of people who are just trying to go straight yeah the and, amount of times i go wrong there and it's oh, just it goes i just close my eyes and go to 19 yeah. because you've got to do a massive loop round so i you 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 literally have to think mm. like a sri lankan when you're driving in that area and the sri lankan rule is all that matters is what's in front of you not what's behind you. So the person <laughs> behind you is responsible for what's in front of them. So 
if you think like that and you merge in see that makes sense if everyone thinks the same well that's it you got everyone's got to be thinking the same but not everyone thinks the same no so this is a problem so i i'm always a little fearful when i hit there yeah i always uh, we went to the went to the qe2 <laughs> on christmas eve to watch oh, a nice a play and it was like i was thinking obviously got the in-laws with me i'm thinking yeah. don't go wrong yet <laughs> then i was thinking well they wouldn't know anyway yeah don't go wrong don't i go didn't wrong. actually i made it okay but it helped me that i'd been down there a couple of days before yeah you got to go do the recce yeah but um <laughs> Yeah, so so for augmented reality, I thought this is amazing. I like that, yeah. and I've seen that. I've seen VW say something about that that they're yeah. going to have the the maps are going to be on. So yeah. the ID six has the heads up display that shows the navigation thing yeah. on it. Yeah, so that's cool. I get it. But a fully augmented reality screen is great. The the only thing is, did you ever play Grand Theft Auto? Nah, I know what it is though. So you go and commit a crime on Grand Theft Auto, uh-huh. and then. You then take your car to the spray shop to change the colour of it so the police can't find you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so this car, does that fit? So, I mean, yeah. is this going to be the car of choice for bank robbers? I'm, I'm thinking. Drive-by shootings? I'm thinking. Yeah. Anyone who's up to nefarious activity, this is the car. I mean, at the moment. just change the colour. Well, bad guys in movies. It's how's either, that gonna work it's either in Dubai? an Audi or a Jag, but now it's got to be the BMW, surely. How's, but how's that going to work in Dubai where your car colour is is set yeah, on yeah, your registration? Yeah. It's yeah. Only, you know, I got it registered as a yellow car, but I get it as rainbow when they get pulled over like i mean it's going to be a problem mm. Mm. yeah but then again i think supercar no blondie well no they are going to buy yeah. no, no one's going to buy it. who's buying that <laughs> i think supercar blondie was showing this off oh by the way i've i've thought of yet another show to do supercar blondie regular car gray hair guy right but well, she does supercars i do regular cars regular car gray hair but done like supercar blondie i might even get some gray hair extensions you don't need to extend this. It's, 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 notice, it's noticeably long. Look, yeah. look, look. I, I can you watch on it. You see, uh, I, and uh, and I'm going to combine a little salt bay with it as well. So, what does that bit? What's that with the, with the keys? With the keys. dangling the keys. Yeah, the keys. Right. Yeah, yeah. But what about? So what about though? Take it further. Oh, oh, okay. You uh, you wear a cap. Yeah. All the time, because thing you've got your brand on it. Right, right, right. She wears a cap all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Covering the blonde hair, which is part of the gimmick. But anyway, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But when you're doing a pickup truck, you take the cap off and unveil the mullet. Oh, so you have a mullet. like the guy from uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, or Trailer Park Boys. What was, what was his name, Walking Dead guy? I forget. I can't remember. We remember it. Do you see? That's how it's gone from our minds. Well, thankfully. <laughs> so, so yeah, you go for a mullet for the pickup. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. When you leave here, by the way, you've got to, uh, you've got to drive down... And it'll be a detour for you. I don't know what your plans are. Okay, I got like work. Five but, minutes. Okay, I'll do it. And if you go down the Shake Diet and go off where the Porsche showroom is. Yeah. And the VW showroom yeah. is. So the first, Almanara. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The corner building next to Porsche is the Honky. Oh. And on the window at the top of the showroom is the Honky S9. Wow. You want to see that. So we, we've got to start driving some of these Chinese cars. Look, we're going we're gonna to pick this all up because we, we've got lots more to talk about, but not now. Uh, Glenn Power from PowerWorks Garage. I'm James Pikeway. You're listening to the PowerWorks Podcast. It's been a lot of fun, Glenn. It's been good. I, I really Missed do. it. Yeah, I've missed it as well. We're back. And we, I, I, I know we've promised this and we've said this over and over again that we're going to start looking at some of these Chinese cars. We are. Honky S. Wait, wait okay. till you see that. Everyone Google the Honky S. H O N G Q I S 9. Okay, I'm going to Ridiculous. Take, I'm going to go take a look at this because I think it's going to be awesome. Okay, cool. Hey, you know what? It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for dialing in. However, you're listening to this. 
program. And we're going to be doing it all again really, really soon. As I said, Glenn Power from PowerWorks Garage. Uh, Garage. I'm James Pikeway. We'll do it all again real soon. Bye.